At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. fun baseball yesterday at PNC Park. All day, all night. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. We're not going to do that. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, A, you have a better chance of staying sane, and B, you can find that in the same place where you found this program Mets 5, Pirates 1, that was in the daytime. Mets 10, Pirates 0, that was in the nighttime. It wasn't that it was hideous baseball. It wasn't that the home team was booting uh, plays all over creation or anything like that. It was just a whole lot of bad pitching until it was the other side going to the mound, and then it was Jacob deGrom crushing the Pirates with dynamic slider after dynamic slider. Seven scoreless innings, three hits for him. Uh, You know, there's not that much to say about these events, to say the least. But I did feel like I picked up on a pattern during, I don't know, maybe halfway through game two. I was watching with a careful eye the body language of the younger players as they came to bat. Those guys, the Cal Mitchells, the Jack Sawinskis, of course, O'Neill Cruz, who, by the way, had three more hits over the course of the doubleheader and is now batting, for those of you who still are into batting average, 219! Woohoo! Never mind that, you know, he's got all those home runs and all those RBIs. And I, I, the observation... This might be completely wrong, okay? So let me preface it that way. As are a lot of things when you're observing baseball. It's a complicated game. But it seems to me that if you're getting your brains beaten out once a week, twice a week, and that's what the Pirates do. They play a lot of these games. They play more of these types of games than any team in the 136-year history of the Pittsburgh Baseball Club. That's how often these guys are getting blown away. You are sucking the life out of these kids. You are putting them into situations where it's just graveyard ball. And I'm not even just saying that because there couldn't have been more than a couple thousand people for either of those two games. And of that couple thousand, three quarters of them were cheering for the New York team. I can't make this point vociferously enough that bringing players, young players, into this environment is to stunt them, is to kill them. You are putting them into situations and settings that they've never been in. These are 
baseball relative children. And you're throwing them out there in front of an empty stadium, having them lose by 9, 10, 15, 18 runs, whatever it is, and then saying, yes, let's see some progress, young man. Who thinks like this? Who thinks this is good? Who thinks this is okay? This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. This was Derek Shelton after the game talking about the impact that this sort of thing can have on young players. Yeah, well, I mean, we have a bunch of young kids, so we got to focus on the positive. We got to focus on the things that, uh, you know, we did well, and then the things that, that we didn't do well, we have to highlight and i mean by highlight we have to teach off them we have to talk about them you know we can't let those go by the wayside because we have a lot of guys that that have very little experience here and they're you know learning and getting experience at the big league level and right now we're in a stretch of games where they're learning and getting experience against elite teams so we we just have to keep going we have to stay positive because you know like you said they're kids you know and and we have to make sure that that we continue to push and and figure out the ways we can get better. Look, say what you want about Shelton, and I've said plenty. I've been as critical of his job performance as anyone in town. He has still found a way to not completely lose it. And yes, a lot of people, and again, I'm not an exception to that, will occasionally criticize him for that. You'll want to see the food table flipped over, figuratively speaking. But there's also something to be said for trying to protect these young players from what they're surrounded by. And I'm sorry, I really feel like after three full years of this, it's time for everyone involved to embrace a different challenge. Why should the manager be in place with the principal role and make no mistake, I this this had to have been a major, major focus of the managerial hiring process that Ben Charrington went through three years ago. Let's find a guy who just never freaks out. Oh, cool. Here's this guy. That's not fair to Shelton. It's certainly, and more importantly, not fair to the individuals involved. A lot of times when I'm either talking or writing about the Pirates' need to do something significant next season to upgrade the Pittsburgh roster, it's perceived as being about the public or about the fans. And it's been too long. It's time for the fans to start having... It's not. Trust me. I think that's a nice side benefit, but I don't think that's it. The it in this factor is putting O'Neill Cruz into a situation where he can feel like he's blossoming. Case in point, two nights ago, Mitch Keller goes out there, takes the ball. Mitch Keller, big league pitcher all of a sudden this year. Mitch goes right at the New York lineup, makes them eat out of his hand. 
Pirates stay competitive. Pirates poke out a couple of runs. Everybody's feeling a little bit good. O'Neill's got a couple of hits. He comes up, boom, one hands one into the river. And he rounds third base with a big smile on his face, and he's feeling positive. And I'm sure he's feeling in that moment like, you know what? I'm a little bit better today than I was yesterday. Just a little bit better today than I was yesterday. Because, in part, a lot of good things were happening around him. And the crowd, as small as it was, and especially small as the Pittsburgh contingent of that crowd was, they let him hear it. They let him know that they appreciated it. He talked about it after the game. He talked about it. That's why you do it. It's not to appease anybody, least of all me, or you, or anyone on the outside. It's about creating the best possible framework for what you can only hope is future success. That switch does not just get magically flipped when the Altoona kids arrive. When we come back, J1Q. simple dk i'm 35 i won't ask for a world series but will i at least see a pirates hall of famer in my lifetime i mean i like to be the positive guy andy i that's i kind of take some pride in that you know not as it relates to the pirates but as it relates to life you know we're not on this mortal coil as they say for all that long. Might as well get through it with a smile on your face, right? Well, unfortunately, Andy, you chose this particular team as your passion. And while I would never, ever, ever say never to any scenario, especially after things that we've seen happen worldwide over the last three, four years, I will point out that Andrew McCutcheon put himself into position to be a Cooperstown guy had he kept along the process that he was on. He already checked a couple of very significant boxes while he was in Pittsburgh. One is the obvious, and that's MVP. When you're the MVP, you automatically enter into that discussion. Same thing goes with Cy Young. Even though there's a National League and an American League, it's a select group. It means that at some point in your career, even if it's just once, you were considered the best of your group. And that's the highest praise you can have, I believe, is to climb that mountain and at least be up there long enough to say, hey, here I am. Well, Kutch did that. Kutch did that in Pittsburgh. Kutch also set all kinds of standards individually, worked his way into the top 10 of a 136-year-old franchise in most offensive categories. And in the less tangible sense, he also was seen and appreciated locally as the guy who brought this team out of the losing and back into the playoffs. Something that people like me and you, Andy, were asking a decade ago if we would ever see it again. 
So things are possible. And I should add, all of that happened under Bob Nutting, his owner, which is to say that even that ominous variable ended up being something that the Pirates, under him, could overcome and did overcome. They won 98 games. So can it happen? Sure, sure. Okay, I'm actually going to cement this a little further as I proceed. And here's why. Because you don't have to stay in one city your whole career to make it into the hall. In fact, I can tell you as a hall voter, when I go through these guys' track records, almost none of them are with a single team all this time. In fact, part of me is convinced that only Pittsburgh still expects that. Maybe because, you know, Willie Stargell was here his whole career. Roberto Clemente was here his whole career. Even looking at other sports, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Ben Roethlisberger, Troy Polamalu, these guys were all in Pittsburgh the whole time. So we seem to think like that this is some national trend or uh, expectation that we're singularly missing out on. It's not the case. Kutch, of course, has bounced around to several different teams. He's now in Milwaukee. I had a chance a few days ago when I was up there to spend some good time with him, just talking about baseball and life and where he's at. When he and I have discussed his legacy in Pittsburgh, what you should know that's worth sharing here is that He sees it as his legacy in Pittsburgh. That's why he and his lovely wife, Maria, remain to this day so active in the Pittsburgh charitable community. That's why they still maintain a home here. That's why, at least I think, when Kutch is done playing, he'll come back here. He'll come back here to live. Uh, This is someone who understands where he came up why he was appreciated the way he was, and why he'll never, ever, never be appreciated like that somewhere else. In Milwaukee, he's just a guy. You know, he's a guy whose name they knew when he showed up because he played for the Pirates all those years and faced the Brewers regularly. But when he has his name announced and he strides up to that box at American Family Field, he just gets the same... Applause that Rowdy Telez would. You know, it's it's not any different. In Pittsburgh, every single time he still comes up, he gets cheered. Every single time. The opening of every series, he still has to step out and doff his helmet to the crowd. That's That's how you would get another Hall of Famer in Pittsburgh. Because it wouldn't be somebody who would stay here the whole time because nobody does that. In all likelihood, if you had someone who was of that spectacular level of skill, then there's going to become an issue of paying him. You know, you might have heard about that one. But if you're in Pittsburgh for the first, whatever, six, seven years of your career, and they're the best years of your career, you go in as a pirate. You go in as a pirate. When you watch O'Neill Cruz, believe me, I'm not sending him to Cooperstown here, but just to follow through with the hypothetical, when you watch O'Neill Cruz, one hand balls into the river, you're seeing something that other people can't do. And you're seeing that he's in a Pittsburgh uniform. And if you know baseball, meaning you know how team control works, which obviously most fans don't, you know that the Pirates hold his rights for the next six years. 
six full years. That's a long time. And nothing's to stop the team from coming up with a contract that can make it even longer, kind of like they did with Kibrian Hayes. So it's there, all right? It's there. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do one more of these tomorrow. 